0: So, good morning, Uh, here we are, eight months into COVID. I gotta say I'm not really loving this meeting by Zoom. I definitely prefer to meet in person. Though when I look at the screen here, I can see myself and I think to myself, gosh, I look really good. I mean, 51, I'm doing pretty good, I'd say. So you know, if I get if I trail off during my presentation here, I'm probably just admiring how amazing I look. Um haha. I have a little boo-boo on my forehead. I'm gonna talk about that right up front because I know that you all will just be staring at it, wondering what happened. Um two weeks ago now, I uh I work in construction and we have this saying at work what could go wrong and it's a it's a good saying it's a good uh, good to think about from a safety point of view what could go wrong this time I clearly did not think that and I was at a pry bar over my head and I was prying towards myself and the pry bar slipped so I got a metal bar in my forehead Um, I was wearing a toque, which made it not as bad as it could have been, and the toque, you know, helped absorb the blood, so it didn't look so bad. But I still had a good quarter-size red mark on my forehead that's healed quite a bit already. So that's what's up with that. I didn't have a concussion, didn't lose consciousness, so it's all good, right? Okay. So we're doing a sermon series on sacred ecology and it's this idea that we're all connected and all codependent with each other and we're connected with all of creation and with god so it's this um this idea of interdependence and cooperative living and we care for each other, we're not to be independent, selfish, isolated, or competitive. So that's the backdrop of what we're talking about today. And the scripture for today was already read. Uh, It's Matthew 25, 14 to 30. Um, So I'll be talking about that and seeing what we can learn from that and apply in our lives today so just to give you some context uh, matthew 24 to 26 is the setting is jesus at mount olives and he's talking with his disciples the disciples ask him about the kingdom of heaven and what are the signs of its coming and what it will look like and things like that and matthew 25 is part of his answer and Jesus here is focusing on how we prepare for the return of Jesus and the coming of the kingdom of heaven. The passage right before us is the parable of the ten virgins, which is, if you remember, five of the virgins have enough oil for their lamps and five don't. So some are prepared and some aren't, and the ones that are prepared are invited into the banquet while the other ones have to go and get oil. So, this particular passage, I'll do a quick review. Um, The master goes away and leaves three servants with a certain amount of money according to their ability. So, the two with the most money invested well to make more money, while the one with the least buries it and returns it to the master later. And this third servant is reprimanded by the master. So, on the surface, this is just a text about business practices and about, um, you know, being a good servant. Um, But there's also the metaphorical level where we're looking more at instead of actual money we're looking at possibly the things that god has given us our talents and abilities and what we do with those things incidentally a bag of gold which used to be in older translations is is a talent of gold which is an actual measure is about 80 pounds of gold which in today's market is something like one and a half million dollars so it's a lot of money. Especially the guy that has five. Lots of money. So I think... The point is that the uh, the master owns everything. And the servants are just stewards of the things that the master has given them. They're not... They don't belong to the servants, the servants are to care for them well. So the first and the second servants are good stewards of what God gives or of what the master gives them. They take care of the things well and they use it to gain more. But the third servant was afraid of losing the master's money, so he did nothing with it. And he, um, he kind of turned inward he isolated himself he didn't even enlist the help of the bankers he just dug a hole buried it he judges the master he he's kind of not not even trying and so he's punished by the master not just for being a bad steward but also because he didn't even try to use his skills and talents um probably if he had tried and failed the master would not have been as upset as he was because the man did not even try so the big problem with the third servant is that he did not even try he just gave up i can't talk about this passage without talking about verse 29 because it's to understand so verse 29 I'll read to you whoever has will be given more and they that and they will have an abundance whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them now this doesn't really seem right this doesn't seem just Um, but life does seem to work this way does it not certainly in business if uh, If I work, and I do a good job at work, I'm usually given more work and more responsibility. If I do a bad job, then I'll be unemployed. And the other thing is, the third servant in this case, I don't think he wanted the responsibility of the talent, or of the gold. He didn't want to be responsible for it, so he's probably quite relieved that it was taken away. So it is justice, to a degree. The passage does not mean that if you're in poverty, God will take away what you have. That would be totally misapplying this. So don't think of it that way. So two main points of this passage and of our teaching this morning. One is that we are stewards of all that God has given us. It doesn't belong to us, it belongs to God and we are stewards. And secondly, it matters how well we steward what God has given us. Um, God is just, God is loving, but he is also just, so there will be justice. So just a little, uh, a few words on stewardship. Um, Three principles of stewardship, biblically, One is God owns everything, and I mean literally everything, right? He made the world. He made us everything. Everything that we think we've bought or created or done is ultimately God's. Um, Secondly, we're responsible to manage what God has given us. So we are called to be stewards. We are called to manage well what god has given us and thirdly we are accountable for how we have stewarded what god has given us stewardship means that we manage or administer what god has entrusted us with we don't own anything everything is a gift from god creation our bodies our life our money Last week, Gordy spoke about the stewardship of creation, and you can listen to that online if you're interested. Another aspect of stewardship is personal stewardship. How do we take care of our bodies, and what do we do with things like time? We only have a certain amount of time. What do we spend our time on? Is it the things that God would have us spend our time on. We only have a certain amount of energy where do we spend it and we're affections we're stewards of our affections where is our heart focused is it focused on god is it focused on something else Um, for a long time i had this ridiculous notion of like this self-inflicted martyrdom where i would just serve and not take care of myself. And I thought it was scriptural and I thought it was good. And then I started to be really, really unhappy and depressed and I, after much, after some counseling, some talking and reflection, I realized really, I just wasn't taking care of myself. And I wasn't being a good steward of my body and that I had a responsibility to my body to take care of myself, of my, to my body and my mind. And I've, I've gotten a lot better at that. And I found, you know, if I go mountain biking once or twice a month, I'm just a much happier, easier to get along with person. And my wife's okay with it. I've talked to her about it and she's like, go, enjoy yourself. Cause I always used to feel guilty when I went. a lot of personal growth there but it's all about stewarding our own bodies and now a few words on judgment and justice judgment is just a horrible word when you hear it in the church because you think of things like i don't know sodom and gomorrah god raining down uh hailstones and you know all that sort of thing but Judgment really is just an evaluation of evidence to make a decision. It happens in our courts all the time. Um, We tend, we often even do with each other, we judge each other when probably we shouldn't be. So really justice is just an outwork, sorry, judgment is just an outworking of justice. Justice means that people get what they deserve. So God is just. So it, there will be an accounting for what we do with the things that we are stewarding. So if you go back to our passage, remember that each servant was given a responsibility according to his ability so god is not expecting more from us than we can do but the the third servant is um is judged well they're all judged but the third servant is found wanting and he's thrown verse 30 says throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth which sounds a little harsh. Um, I don't know. God's loving. Maybe it's just temporary. Maybe it's meant to be like a brief punishment to bring about restoration. I'm sure God is not waiting to punish us. He doesn't sit on his throne waiting to judge and condemn. He is on his throne as a loving judge who wants to see see us succeed in any way that we can. And of course, there's problems with stewardship. We do find it hard, um, mainly because we're so dang selfish. It is, we live in a very selfish culture. Um, It's very easy for us to promote our self-interest It's an individualistic culture. Money and success are gods in our society. And we're typically very unaware of these things because it's just the milieu of our culture. It's just the way it is. Um, Incidentally, it's a great reason to do some traveling. When COVID is done and we're allowed to travel, and see another culture and just, it really helps you realize the things your culture does well and the things it does badly. So in our, we live in a capitalistic culture, which means money and wealth are very important. It also means that everything to degree is worth money. And this is a bit of a perversion because that's not really true. And there's good things about capitalism, but there's also bad things. And we also live in a very individualistic culture and and while i think that democracy is a really good thing democracy also promotes individualism to a degree so because of these things we have a lot of people who don't feel rooted because of the individualism and the lack of a lack of sense of home the lack of sense of belonging there's a lot of people who don't feel rooted and they um that's a lot of the people that you see who are homeless and addicted addictions are trying to fill the void that really that connectedness with family and the world around us is supposed to fill and connections with god too and you know other cultures are better at some things like i talked about so first nations cultures are much much better stewards of the land than we are, and stewardship isn't sexy or cool. Though being willing to suffer to help others is is not something that's it's seen as a weakness in all in our culture. You're meant, you're meant to be a go getter and do things for yourself and succeed. Um, a while back, I read the. Don Quixote, and he is a delusional man who thinks he's a knight. So he goes around and tries to save people. And it's quite a humorous book because a lot of the situations he ends up in are just wrong-headed. He's not saving anyone. Um, but he just has this willingness to suffer to save someone else and it's just it's it's something that used to be or is a value in certain cultures but not so much in ours our culture tends to promote individualism a lot and then adding to the fun mix we're in the middle of covid and it's what does stewardship look like in these times um the rules seem to be changing daily so it's very hard but ultimately it we if we stop and think we we can come up with ways to be good stewards no matter what situation we're in so that's kind of all i have to say this morning um yeah so just remember we are stewards of all that god has given us and all that god has given us is everything really and what we do matters we there is justice so i'd like to say a little prayer and then we'll move on to the questions i prepared. so let's pray um this is a a prayer that Sir Thomas More wrote several hundred years ago. Lord, give me patience in tribulation and grace in everything to conform my will to you, that I may truly say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The things, good Lord, that I pray for, give me your grace to labor for. Me. So, Lord, we just thank you that you have been so generous with entrusting the world to us and giving us life and just all the goodness of that. And I pray you'd help us to be good servants, sorry, good stewards of everything you've given us and to take care of it and to not be like the third servant who doesn't even try, but help us to. Have the strength to get up every day and try to do our best. I just pray your strength and blessings on us. Amen.